0: super talk mississippi media production
1: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi Who are
0: you welcome to real talk for real mississippians okay let's begin welcome to the jt show with gerard gibbert
1: Welcome, everyone, to the JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this
2: Friday Eve.
1: And a beautiful one it is at that. Nice to see the blue sky this morning. Not cloudy and rainy and all that sort of stuff. Kind of tired of that. So it's a. It's a great day out there. we got a good show lined up at 1020. Our good friend Hank Burdine, board member with the Mississippi Levee Commission, he's going to talk about the farming situation in the Delta. We had, of course, Commissioner Andy Gibson on the show discussing how the floods have really taken their toll on Mississippi's farmers, particularly in the Delta. And also he'll also discuss the, the proposed West Side Corridor Highway, which would link Beale Street to Bourbon Street. I've seen the map of that and its proposed uh, locations, and it's really pretty cool. So we'll talk about that. And then a good discussion with the mayor of Natchez, hasn't been on the program before, on this program, uh, since I've been hosting, Dan Gibson. He will uh, give us an update and some insight into this recent incident where ICE just dropped off some folks. Uh, some immigrants into the uh, the river city of Natchez there, so that should be interesting. We got a giveaway as well coming up today, and later on today, sports talk Mississippi will be live from Trustmark Park for the KLLM unveiling of the 2021 Ole Miss, MSU, Southern Miss, and Jackson State football equipment custom-wrapped tractor trailers. These are really cool, by the way. The tractor trailers will be open to the public. Stop by, take pictures, visit the cheerleaders and mascots and university athletic staffers. Kids and adults both will be able to climb up into the cab and see the inside of the custom trucks for each university. University University-specific grab-and-go items like footballs, schedule posters, And much more will be handed out. Come out and see the tractor trailers and stay for the first pitch as the M-Braves take on the Biloxi Shuckers. That's all at Trustmark Park today on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi. That ought to be really cool. Looking forward to that. And it's hard to believe, but we're going to be at the Neshoba County Fair next week. Next Wednesday and Thursday. I'm hoping for uh, clear skies. Of course, clear skies in the show means it's just dusty, (laughs) and rain means it's muddy for the most part. But looking forward to it. It's going to be a great event. We will be broadcasting uh, the program live. And uh, don't forget, we're also honoring uh, Mississippi's health care heroes, the Mississippi State Medical Association, that they will be presenting the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala to celebrate the COVID nineteen champions who worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi. That's August fourteenth. The Mississippi State Medical Association will host that gala at the Jackson Convention Center. You can get tickets or become a sponsor. Go to online slash hh. One other thing, Rhino, can you give us an update, a tote board update on the Palmer Home? I, I think that number increased a bit since we had the auction, that, which ended, I believe, Monday. We're, yeah,
2: what after we uh, add in the total raised due to the silent auction that ended on Monday, the total amount raised due to your generous donations for the Palmer Home during the ninth Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon, is
1: $334,563.76. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our fabulous audience, fantastic audience for uh, being so generous in helping out what is a great cause, and thanks to the management here at Talk for this partnership in sort of adopting the Palmer Home for Children as, uh, as one of its causes, charitable causes. And we really do appreciate that because, remember, the Palmer Home, this is what we like about those guys. They don't get any government money. It is uh, operated exclusively funded uh, by private donations. And so they all count. They're all important. They do fantastic work. And we so appreciate everyone. By the way, if you're thinking about a career in shoplifting, may I suggest... <laughs> May I interest you in California, A?
2: Sam- Lots of entry-level positions available.
1: <laughs> Have you seen this video of, I think it was a TJ Maxx store? They just go in there and start loading up and walk out, and everybody's just watching, filming. This is Insanity.
2: Well, I mean, there is a limit. It's what nine hundred and fifty dollars or less. Nine hundred and fifty bucks. Of course, in a TJ Maxx, right? You can get a, an armload for nine hundred and fifty bucks at TJ Maxx. Whereas, if you try to go to the, the mm-hmm. Gucci store, you're walking out with a pair of socks and a belt. <laughs>
1: it. I mean, you have to laugh because not only is it insane, but the government of California, the governor, the mayor, et cetera, of San Francisco, this is just no big deal. They are oblivious to this. We have sanctioned theft. We are decriminalizing crime. That is the goal. And folks are walking out with their stuff. That's just crazy. I I mean, I can't even... There's also a report, you may have seen this, where a newly formed... Black owned business in the Bay Area was also the target of theft. And some folks walked in, helped themselves, and this was filmed, and then went and celebrated it in the parking lot on film. Uh, So, is this where we are? We're just indifferent. Oh, but it's those—it's those rich CEOs. They're the ones that are un, that are selfish and greedy and wicked, evil. Not the people who walk into the stores of of others and take their property with impunity. The police can't do nothing. The uh, judicial system is without any teeth. This is what they want. They are, uh, to some extent, I honestly believe. They're not only turning their their heads in the other direction, they want this. They support it. This is their approach to achieving so-called equity. Oh, you got some stuff in your store? I'll just take some of it. That'll make us close to equal at that point. And when you're a newly formed retail operation like that, it just takes a few items to be stolen from you to put you out of business. And it's another example of how these twisted, distorted, radical, stupid leftist policies harm most the very people whom they clamor to be supportive and advocates for. Every single time it happens. Every time. Yesterday, President Joe Biden at a town hall that was uh, aired by CNN. That's why you didn't see it, by the way, folks. Have you seen the CNN's ratings? They're in the tank. The Today Show, once probably the most watched morning television program in this country, the NBC Today Show, saw a report yesterday, its ratings lowest since 1991. Might it be because they don't have Trump to beat up on every day. That consumed their news and it it attached and connected their their watchers, their viewers. But he had this town hall, CNN, And have you seen any photos of it, Rhino? There's like nobody there. Nobody in this in this venue. Cincinnati, I believe.
2: Which I mean that's nothing really new for the president's speaking
1: nobody cares
2: the campaign trail was littered with campaign stops by now president biden then candidate biden where there were what a dozen people in attendance
1: awful it, it he just doesn't
2: bring in the crowd no
1: because nobody really I, I don't even believe that folks truly support and believe this guy is a qualified effective leader he just ain't trump that's, that's why he got elected. We're going to step aside, take a break right here. When we come back, we've got our friend Hank Burdine. Uh, but when we return after that interview, we got more to talk about with respect to what Joe Biden said in the town hall. I'm going to use some of his own words and turn them against him in analyzing what he had to say yesterday. So that should be fun. That should be interesting. Also, we got another giveaway today. Got more tickets to give away. You want to stick around to the JT show? We'll be right back.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 40% chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. 40% chance of rain for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Saturday, much of the same, sunny skies, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. That's 601-345-8090 Or online at com. That's com.
7: year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
8: I'm back.
0: I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back everyone, the JT show, Super Talk, Mississippi. That would be my three sons bumping us into this segment on this T V themed show Thursday, aka Friday Eve. <laughs> Joining us now our good friend Hank Burdine, board member with the Mississippi Levy Commission. Good morning there, Hank. How are you, sir? Good morning. How
9: are y'all down in Jackson, Mississippi today?
1: Well, we're happy, at least because the sky is blue, it's not raining, and it appears that the chances of rain have been decreased for the next few days, which I think is a good thing. I was uh, traveling through the Delta about a month ago during the June monsoons. Water everywhere. What's going on?
9: Oh, man, we got hit like with over a thousand years. I mean, we had not had rain like this since biblical times, and it just hit a corridor through there. And it jumped upward to 20 inches of rain within two days in some areas. And it was pretty tough because we had corn five, six feet tall. We had saw that were coming on doing great. And it just really knocked the socks off a lot of those areas. But uh, we've been able to jump back in there once the water got down, replanted. And crops are looking pretty good right now. And the river's down. Yeah. Uh, don't look like we got any problem with backwater flooding and the Mississippi River is acting right over there right now. <laughs> so everything seems to be rocking and rolling around here right now. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We're getting ready to go into a pretty heavy harvest season. This corn to get ready and these these farmers are greasing their combines, chomping it to bit.
1: Yeah. So you know, we had Commissioner Andy Gibson on the show earlier this week and, and he was talking about uh, the many farmers and the struggles that they're experiencing with all the water in the fields, and, and some are, I guess, looking at total loss of uh, their crop and looking to replant beans or something to get something in the ground that they can harvest and uh, generate a little revenue. Are you are you in touch with some of those guys hearing anything like that?
9: Yeah, and that, that's what I was just saying, that the majority of the, the, the real big hit we got back in June, they've been able to jump in there, clean it back up, get replanted, planted a lot of the corn back in some of the duck hole areas and all like that, but the soybeans have been replanted. we kind of a little too late to get anything in the ground right now, other than a one on wheat crop, but uh, those areas that were replanted had plenty of moisture once the water went down, and those beans are coming back on strong, and with the technology we have now and the irrigation and all capabilities, they're looking, looking pretty good right now. We're just keeping our fingers crossed. We don't get a hurricane come up and Knock everything else out again. But right now we're looking pretty good up in here.
1: All right, good, good to hear that. So, what, uh, you got any updates on the pump situation, uh, the Yazoo and all that stuff that just seems to keep rolling on? Anything new there? Well,
9: we, we were rocking along. We just, I just watched the uh, lady from Rolling Fork that has Chuck's dead bar down there. She was just testifying before a Senate hearing up there on environmental justice. And uh the need for the pumps to try to help bring this delta uh, back again and get those pumps that were promised over eighty years ago by the federal government. Uh, we got a lot of the environmental organizations within the state of Mississippi, the, uh, the Mississippi Wildlife Federation, your Mississippi Fish and Wildlife. We got a lot of those people that are backing it and they, they are the ones that are hands-on, that have been down there, seen the devastation, and understand what these pumps will do yeah. and the the positive aspect of the new pump plan and all like that. So we're pushing along, keeping our fingers crossed that everything's going to continue to lay down, hopefully, like it should.
1: Yeah. Well, we sure are. Uh, all right, Hank, tell us about this uh, proposed West Side Corridor Highway. I've seen a map. This just looks really neat. What's going on?
9: And, and I mean we I'm talking about rocking and rolling here. This is a push uh Commissioner Willie Simmons with the uh Central Highway Commission, uh Transportation Commissioner is putting together a program and to to tie in with the I sixty nine project which comes it's a six I sixty nine is a uh sixteen Oh, it's a huge operation coming from Canada all the way down into Mexico. It's sixteen hundred and sixty-mile corridor, and it comes right through the northwest part of the state. We've got the bypass around Memphis already built. It comes on down. Will either cross over around the Benoit area, or very possibly tie into the brand new Mississippi River Bridge we have at Greenville to cross over into Arkansas and get a lot of Arkansas-South Delta area tied in with it. And as part of this, what we're hoping to look at and do is to create an entire West Corridor, call it the West Corridor Blues and Heritage Highway. And by doing that, the only part that's not four-lane along that river route area is from Leland on 82 Highway down to Vicksburg and cross over to hit Crystal Springs. Mm-hmm. Now, that would tie in a four-lane highway all the way from Field Street in Memphis to Bourbon Street in New Orleans. And look at the economic impact that a four-lane highway would do. A west carter running parallel to the Mississippi River from Memphis down to New Orleans. It ties in the three ports. Along the Mississippi River and the Delta, you've got the Rosedale Port, you've got the Greenville Port, and you've got the Vicksburg Port. What it also does is creates an evacuation route hmm. for Southern Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, and Florida in the event of these hurricanes that have been coming up. You know what happens. Those folks flood up, and they don't have any way to get away from the path of danger. This would create a complete path right straight on up to Memphis. The economic development along that would bring it in on our way, I-69, I-20 crossing across, I-10, I-55, the tremendous economic impact of these trucks and everything to be able to travel up and down, Uh, that four-lane highway through right through the middle of the Delta, tying into 20, tying into 82, tying into all these different highways that are in here, it would complete the package. Now, if you look at a tourism route, which connects Beale Street to Bourbon Street, we have such a tremendous ecotourism possibility here now with people coming in wanting to see the birthplace of it of American music not only of blues but of American music which came from right here in the Mississippi Delta and the names of the people up and down 61 Highway that are from here that were from here when you're talking about Sam Cooke you're talking about Conway Twitty uh, Fannie Lou Hamer's Memorial is right there at rural Mississippi right off the of 61 Highway get on down to B.B. B. King Museum you got the Grammy Museum in Cleveland, Kermit the Frog in Leland, you got Sam Chapman that lived down in Hollandale, Son Thomas, Muddy Waters, Willie Dixon, Uh, Robert Johnson was in Crystal Springs, Mississippi, Mm
10: -hmm. you got
9: Bo Diddley down in McComb, you've got Louis Armstrong, Fats Domino in New Orleans, the ecotourism dollars that would flow up and down this highway coming in here to see these areas, to, to go to Clarksdale, see the Mississippi, the Blues Museum there. The federal government has just spent a bunch of millions of dollars right there at Onward Store, right below Onward Store, uh, for the Teddy Roosevelt Holt Collier Interpretive Center. It's a magnificent facility that was supposed to open up right when COVID hit, but uh, it's back open now. And uh that's a wonderful exhibit to go down there and learn about the birthplace of the teddy bear, of the bear hunting situation down here. We had more bear in the Mississippi Delta than anywhere else in the United States. There's hmm. tremendous opportunities if we can get this uh, West Carter Blues and Heritage Highway going. I'm ready for it to happen. Let's go on up here in the Delta.
1: You know, it's amazing, Hank, how just looking at the route, how it was able to be configured such that it does, in fact, uh, come so close and adjacent to the uh, the various landmarks associated with so many of Mississippi's fa- uh, famous citizens. That's incredible, That's without correct. really going out of the way. It's just amazing how they're all sort of up and down that line.
9: That's right, and just following Highway 61, like that old blues song goes, Highway 61, longest road I know, go from Chicago to the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) So let's capitalize on this. And another thing, over the last 30, 40 years, the, the west area of Mississippi, the Mississippi Delta and all like that, it it it's it been lagging behind. The federal dollars, the state dollars, have not been put in there to try to keep this thing going, to be the economic impact Got the, it. The driver to keep this area where it should be. Got it. Time now for us to make Mississippi whole again. Let's bring <laughs> all parts of Mississippi into the mainstream. Let's get all of it into the economic development part of it, the industries. Sounds please, like a good deal. We, we got tremendous capabilities and tremendous possibilities in this West Carter Blues and Heritage Highway would be a big <laughs> part
1: of Appreciate you joining us, Hank. Always a pleasure, sir. You take care. We'll talk soon.
9: Let's build the pumps and start pouring concrete. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.
1: We'll be right back on the JT show, folks. Stay with us. Let's go!
8: Calling all college football fans, KLLM is unveiling to the public the 2021 Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and Jackson State custom football tractor trailers. Thursday, July 22nd at the Embrace Baseball Game. Take pictures with your team's cheerleaders and mascots as you explore the trucks. Event gates open at 530 with first pitch at 630. Event details can be found at KLLM's Facebook page. Don't miss the college football event of the summer, July 22nd at Trustmark Park.
3: today. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407.
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Mississippi man has been charged in connection with the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol
13: in Washington. 54-year-old Michael Brock of Walls, Mississippi, is charged with assaulting law enforcement officers during the riot, with the Department of Justice alleging that he repeatedly pushed and struck officers with a four-foot-long rod as they attempted to control the crowd. Since the riot occurred back in January, more than 535 suspects have been arrested across the country
12: and revenue numbers for the month of june are in and they're once again above what was expected total revenue collections for last month are just over 45 million dollars above the sunny die revenue estimate Fiscal year-to-date revenue collections through June are over $1 billion above estimate. And fiscal year-to-date total revenue collections through June are over $924 million. That's over 15% above the previous year's collections. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
11: The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show
0: with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mm
1: everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Marky Post, one of the stars of Night Court. What was the guy, the judge, the magician? Uh, I can't remember his name. He actually passed away. Didn't we look that up a couple uh, couple of months ago when we were playing it? I I think he unexpectedly died or something, but that was a great show, I thought. Very entertaining good characters in that but nonetheless so what was that amount of money we raised again i just want to make sure three three hundred and thirty four thousand dollars three thirty four wow that is awesome some people don't think it was a good idea kind of surprised at this that people would be
2: well some people can't see the forest for the trees ah i got it. some people can't find their butt with both hands
1: Jeff in Forest County, our friend says, is there a secular orphanage I can send my money to without indoctrination? You know, teaching kids how to love one another, respect human life, stuff like that. Those Ten Commandments, you know, things like that. He opposes that and thus will not be part of those who donate to this very worthy cause. It's just unbelievable. He also says he, he sent me a Bible verse, by the way, he wanted me to read it and opine. I don't know what in the heck that has to do with the Palmer home and the good work they do. In my view, nothing.
2: Uh, but it's Jeff's projection because he has some history with religion that okay. he feels, I don't know, offended by, I guess. I don't,
1: I don't really get it. <laughs> He says, religion is the church of the poisoned mind. There you go. I think this is a common view by the left. I really do. They they don't like being upstaged by God. They want to be your God. That was kind of in my, my preacher voice there. Say, hallelujah, government is God. <laughs> That's right, Jeff. He says he doesn't think I know the difference between objective and subjective. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) William in Greenville says, sure, just give to Planned Parenthood. (laughs) That would be a secular organization. Wow. Can't find both hands while sitting on them, says Mike from Grand Bay. <laughs> Thomas and Greenwood, ooh, anti-religion. He's like a pizza cutter, all edge, no point. <laughs> I will not have poor, to give... You
2: know what, out of a boot with instructions on the heel.
1: <laughs> That's what my dad used to famously say. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. You're so... Appreciate you weighing in there, Jeff. Uh, I really do, and and also your analysis of my skills with respect to subjective versus objective. Man, would I love to have competed with some of these people in business. We're talking steamroll. (laughs) Unfortunately, everybody I competed with really, really smart, talented people (laughs) that didn't share these leftist ideological views and uh and and just had really good sense and discernment skills and logic that's why they were successful and they made us all better that's what made my company better we made their company better it was fun to compete with them <laughs> oh man so yesterday the the president when he was talking about All this stuff. He he says, inflation, no worries. That's just no big deal. It's temporary. All of my economists have said, don't worry about this, Mr. President. Mind you, these are the same economists, folks, that baked in 2% inflation into the president's budget. They only missed it by 100%. These are the same economists that are advising him. Of course, it's so ridiculous to watch him speak on these matters cuz he has no clue. He's just parroting what they have told him to say. And it it's just so obvious. Sometimes
2: very poorly.
1: Right. Stump, stammering it and stumbling and so forth, but I mean, here's
2: here's a clip. Just can do can it. you tell me what he's saying?
0: That's underway, just like the other question is illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're you always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, is it, it, going to be, Oh, excuse me. We, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well,
16: that means you mean for the FDA?
0: For the FDA. Yeah. Huh?
1: What in the wide world of sports is he talking about?
2: Even with the benefits of closed captioning,
1: I can't understand. <laughs> closed captioning? <laughs> Does the closed captioning contextualize? <laughs> the phrase that it's, uh, I was half there.
2: expecting it to just come up with question marks going, I, I give up, I can't type this.
1: <laughs> so he says that, talking about inflation. He also said that he is not for defunding the police, but do you not recall some audio, actually a video we played here? It's been some time because it was during the campaign. And remember, it, it was a, a person in a wheelchair that uh does not have the ability to speak, but has uh a device that he he writes his words his his communication on, which then audioizes it and remember that he asked the president, but don't you think there's a way that we can cut some of the money going to the police? is absolutely we can I, we may dig that up, and find it later, so he said that uh so he's and he also said, you know at the border. We've reduced the number that ICE is taking care of there at the border by 90%. Well, yeah, that's true. He says there's no problem. Oh, no, no. Look the other way, folks, over here. That's where the problem is. It's those white supremacists.
2: Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain.
1: Correct. Well, that's because they're being dispersed into our country. That's why they ain't at the border. And we're going to talk to... The mayor of Natchez, Dan Gibson, later on in the program, uh, he's going to share his experience of exactly what happened in his town. Right? I think a bus just showed up. Had ice just dry. Here you go. But he says no. i tell you what he is. He's a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. (laughs) That's what he is. (laughs) I'm going to use his own words against him because it's true. You simply cannot be an effective, respected leader when you're just lying all the time. Now, I, I, you got to distinguish, folks, between those running for office during a campaign which make these promises that they know they can't keep, and unfortunately people vote for them on the basis of those promises, which are just idle, because they're just one person, and they don't have control. There's a distinction between that, and then once you're elected, just completely ignoring and dismissing and lying about present-day circumstances, present-day conditions and activities, and just lying about it. I, don't You're really not paying more for everything when you go to the store. It's just not happening. You're lying. Get over it. Right. And you this defunding the police effort and decriminalizing crime effort, that's really not causing a spike in crime. You've seen some recent reports from Minneapolis. They're saying it's the, the most crime, violent crime the city has ever experienced. That's how they respond to the death of George Floyd in their city. Let's go commit more crimes. Go hurt more people and take more stuff. That's what we're going to do. We'll show them. That's how upside down things are. We just talked about these criminals walking in unabated, without consequences, just taking other people's stuff out of stores. This is very worrisome. I don't understand why in this society, why in America, so many people... Want to hurt other people and take other people's stuff? Oh, but according to Jeff, it's it's because we can't have more Bible, right? We can't we can't have more teachings about the principles, godly principles, and Jesus Christ teachings. Can't do that. That might cause people to love one another and quit taking their stuff. Indoctrination. <laughs> we'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT show. Stay with us. Oh, <laughs>
15: builders. The economy has put a lot of our plans for 2021 behind schedule.
13: Back orders on building materials and appliances to finish the new home or remodel. And what about home security safes? You were planning to buy a Browning gun safe this year, but now shortages on all things gun related have you saying, "How do I get one?" Well, Security Joe Discount Gun Safe says I can get you a safe. He has teamed up with the Browning Safe Company to release an emergency shipment of specially priced safes, arriving just in time for the July rush. Browning has limited quantities available, but Discount Gun Safe has 12, 24, up to 65 gun capacity safes in stock and ready for in-home delivery. With prices starting at just six ninety-nine, dollars we can all afford to protect our firearms and family valuables again. Visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl to see the largest selection of gun safes in Mississippi. Or call 601-939-8233. That's 601-939-8233.
3: This is the morning agri-market report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. Stocks are trading mixed this morning. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 20 to 34,777. The NASDAQ is up 50 to 14,682. And the S&P 500 is up 4 to 43,62. From the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton is up 92 to 89,61. And March cotton is up 69 to 89,07. At the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans are down 42 and a half to 13,96 and three quarters a bushel. September soybeans are down 42 and three quarters to 13,55. A bushel. December corn is down fifteen and a half to five fifty-six and a quarter a bushel. March corn is down fifteen and a quarter to five fifty-three and a quarter a bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle are up a dollar ten to one twenty-one fifteen. October live cattle are up a dollar thirty-five to one twenty-six sixty. August live feeders are up two dollars and twenty cents to one fifty-eight ninety-seven. And September live feeders are up two dollars and five cents to one sixty-one thirty-five. For the Mississippi Network, I'm
17: Bob Sullender. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices. But they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications. and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi. You're hearing The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now, onto the real part.
19: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk,
19: Mississippi. I ain't mean, in here, don't make a mark, man. Don't dig, man. It's a
1: fire day. And it don't, that gun, that come that gun, everywhere, man. I don't know, saw any man run out there. I don't know if they check me and you only gonna be come down here. Sir,
15: you are going to have to speak more slowly. I cannot understand you. Dang,
19: oh, make low mark. And talk about them all. That ain't, boom.
1: Shazam! <laughs> A little Gomer Pile, USMC, bumping us into this segment on the JT Show here on tv Theme show Thursday. And before that, please explain to our audience what that noise was.
2: <laughs> oh, we had several people asking, was that Boomhauer when we played the, the president's <laughs> clip where he, he couldn't seem to get his train of thought on the tracks for about 40 seconds there? <laughs> but no, that was... Uh, that was King of the Hill. That was Boomhauer calling 911 when the the megalomark blew up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he was He was worried because Hank was inside, or he thought Hank was inside. I got you. You have to laugh, but
1: is it not sad and disturbing this guy is the president of the United States and the leader of the free world? That's disturbing to me. By the way, Tom and Tupelo reminds that it was Harry Anderson. He was the star of Night Court, the judge. He did die, 2018, at 65, of a stroke. I thought so. I thought he kind of died in early death. But that was a great program. And he was a very talented magician as well, if you've ever seen
2: him perform.
1: And Appreciate that.
2: John Larroquette win all kinds of, was it Emmys
1: for it? Larroquette, I forgot about him. What, it was fantastic. I think he won like back-to-back-to-back-to-back. Oh, I think it was Emmys. I think you're right. Uh, From New Orleans. Hail from New Orleans. What a a great cast that was on just a primetime television show, I thought. Do they make programs like that anymore? Doesn't seem like it. I know you're kind of more into that than I am, but...
2: I mean, it was, by definition, I guess you could call it a procedural court drama or comedy. Yeah. So you do have procedural court shows you don't have any court comedies anymore.
1: No. No, not but that was just, just good old bare bones comedy, absent all the social justice garbage messaging which seems to be proliferating its way I think into we've everything seen a, that comes out a of
2: Hollywood. Shift away from putting Police or the, the court system or something on that comedic pedestal mm-hmm. like it was capable of in the 80s and 90s. Now those are taken more seriously, and you get similar storylines with office-centered sitcoms, okay. and com- like, like The Office. Yeah. I could totally see at least a handful of episodes from The Office happening on Night Court. Okay. Yeah, I would buy that. But Barney
1: Miller comes to mind. Oh, yeah. You couldn't do that today, could you? I don't think Probably that would be Probably not. Oh, gosh. The most frustrating job in the world right now must be a President Biden ASL translator on the ceasefire text line. Could you imagine being the hearing-impaired sign language assistant for that Biden clip? So a lot of folks are picking up on that. Rhino shared a tweet with me a minute ago that just had me laughing in
2: the break. Oh, yeah, there's there's one that's been going viral since over the weekend. I think it was over the weekend when it went out. But it was at a heavy metal concert, and they had a, a sign language interpreter right there at the front of the stage for the hearing impaired to be able to enjoy the show just like everyone else. And... She must be a fan of the band or a fan of the genre because her enthusiasm Agree. while she's signing is infectious.
1: It, it's uh, I, I described it to Rhino as a bunch of air drumming and face grimaces. That's what it is. But, you know, I would say if that does, in fact, provide some entertainment and pleasure to the hearing impaired, I think it's great. I'm all for it. But you you can't help but laugh when you watch her, but mainly because, as you indicated, of her passion and enthusiasm. And, of course, heavy metal, it's all about feeling the music. And she's right there on the stage. You know, her body's vibrating pretty hard up there, which is cool. I mean, I think that's great. Uh, Gerard, have you ever noticed when Biden is caught in an all-out lie he says i was just being a wise guy no you weren't you were being a liar on the c fire text line the guy's like teflon nothing sticks to him
2: right that's what it looks like uh i mean it's not what it looks like it's the truth oh that's true He, he had to drop out of a presidential race within my lifetime because he was caught plagiarizing in law school and he still ran for president again and won It's it's unbelievable. But all we hear out of the left
1: is every time Trump opens his mouth, he's lying. Right? That's all we heard. He's just a liar all the time. This guy plagiarized his way through law school and then lied about his standing, his rating and ranking in the class. And then he lied when he had the Dodgers at the White House about a month ago about hitting a ball in the alley, 358. At a Senate game in 1972, even lied about where he was when he did it. Gosh, so frustrating. Top of the hour, Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way. We got a giveaway later on in the show for some tickets. We got Dan Gibson, the mayor of Natchez, at 12:05. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <music>
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Supertalk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros,
20: 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Despite a surge in new coronavirus cases, we're told there are no plans at this time for the Centers for Disease Control to change its guidance on mask wearing that vaccinated people mostly don't need to.
4: U.S. COVID-19 cases have nearly tripled over the past two weeks, according to Johns Hopkins. Some hospitals like UF Health Jacksonville in Florida are canceling elective surgeries and procedures after a spike in mostly unvaccinated COVID-19 patients.
20: Fox is J. Jay Powers. A Florida judge approves the first $150 million to split among people suffering losses from a Surfside condo collapse last month. That money will come from the sale of the building site, which is located in a high-value beachfront residential zone. The money is not in Inclusive of whatever funds would be paid by insurers or awarded in lawsuits filed either individually or as class action. Fox's Evan Brown. America's listening to Fox News.
5: Half off, half the store, this Thursday and Friday only. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering half off, half the store, with savings from 10 to 39% on the other half. Rings, pendants, earrings, even bracelets are included in this first ever event. Don't miss the half off savings on half the store this Thursday and Friday only, July 22nd and 23rd, at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo in Flowood.
14: feel better faster. I'm
12: Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves has said he won't be requiring masks at schools this year, but with a surge in cases and hospitalizations due to the Delta variant, some districts are putting some restrictions in place. The Gulfport School District is strongly encouraging students to wear masks, especially if they're under the age of 12. 6th and ninth graders are back in class today and all other students return to the district tomorrow. When students in the Forest County School district to return on the twenty sixth. Unvaccinated students and staff will be required to wear masks indoors. They'll also be required for everyone on buses since they qualify as public transportation. Doctor Mark Horn, president of the Mississippi State Medical Association, is saying fears of any long term effects from taking the vaccine are unfounded.
8: Hundreds and hundreds of millions of doses of Pfizer and Moderna have been given in the United States and around the world. If we were gonna see major problems. We see it by now.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett. It's the first day of the
10: first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a labor.
11: Dip into our new coconut cream pie ice cream and imagine being stranded on a deserted island. Rich coconut French ice cream, flakes of coconut, tasty pie crust pieces, and a whipped topping swirl loaded with toasted coconut. You won't want to be rescued. The good old days are being made right
12: Recycling and refuse companies expansion will create some new jobs in North
13: Mississippi. In addition to increasing production at their existing location in Boonville, New Way Trucks will also open a new 66,000 square foot space in the area. Between the two locations, they'll manufacture parts along with a full line of trucks designed for both residential and commercial collection. With an investment of over $4 million, the expansion will create 120 new jobs over the next two years.
12: The- Golden Egg resides in Oxford following Ole Miss's 31-24 victory in 2020. But Mississippi State linebacker Aaron Brulé told Sports Talk Mississippi that he's focused on bringing it back to Starkville in 2021.
20: Ole Miss thinks that they had us on our heels. like They think they had us gassed and things of that sort. But with that fast-paced offense that they have, we also have a fast-paced offense, yeah. which gets us prepared for them.
3: And I, I, think, I think that's who we're looking to get to uh, the most.
12: I'm
20: Kelly Bennett.
16: The Mississippi State Medical Association presents the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala celebrate the COVID nineteen champions who have worked tirelessly over the past year to serve the people of Mississippi. With nominees that include small nonprofit and corporate businesses, education, community, and military leaders, as well as healthcare professionals, the Healthcare Heroes Awards Gala, presented by the Mississippi State Medical Association, on August fourteenth at seven thirty p.m. at the Jackson Convention Center. To get tickets or become a sponsor, go to msmaonlinecom Tune in
14: to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this. Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, our two Super Talk Mississippi on this Friday Eve. Yeah, don't forget we're going to be at the Neshoba County Fair next week. Next. Wednesday and Thursday, looking forward to that. And today, Sports Talk Mississippi at Trustmark Park, where KLLM will unveil the new Ole Miss, MSU, Southern Miss, and Jackson State football equipment, the custom-wrapped tractor trailers. That's really cool, the way they can do that these days. Really neat. All right, so do you see what Dion did yesterday?
2: I must have missed yesterday.
1: Yeah, at the swack conference,
2: the SWAC Media
1: Days deal. I don't know what they call it exactly, but the SWAC uh, press event, as they get uh, ready for the upcoming football season, he walked out.
2: That was a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago? All right. right. But, and it it got kind of blown up because of the whole, the reason he walked out was because the reporter called him Dion instead of Coach Sanders. Coach Sanders Yeah. Coach Prime. And uh, then the day after it happened, because the first day it happened, everybody's blowing up and cracking jokes about, "Oh, who does he think he is?" Everybody calls Nick Saban Nick, and he won yeah. how many championships? Blah blah blah. Comes out the next day, and Dion Sanders refutes all of that and says, "No, I was taking a pause in the questioning, and this reporter thought he'd be smart and call me by my name." Yeah, that was the only person he had any trouble with the entire time. He answered all the other questions. He just was done with that reporter. Yep. It
1: it, uh, it does seem to have been blown out uh, somewhat. I'm looking for uh, what Nick Saban was asked about that, I believe, during his conference, wasn't he? He says, well, I pretty much answer to anything. <laughs> he didn't really make too big a deal out of it. But that's, that's one of those things that got, I guess it got legs and traction in a hurry. Yeah, and it was, of course. I, I, honestly, I think the media was looking for a bigger story story there than there is. The other big news on this in the college sports world is the rumor that Texas and OU, Oklahoma, are considering joining the SEC.
2: And which so that seems like a, a situation that's even bigger than say a coaching search and in coaching searches you don't usually hear the rumors unless somebody's trying to get leverage or they're in the final stages
1: and they all den- den- they didn't deny it they just wouldn't comment on it both the SEC officials and officials from the athletic departments of the respective universities they didn't They didn't say no it's just a rumor it's not true they didn't uh, confirm it either they just which I think mean, pretty much means they're at least discussing it, as would be my speculation. And it's been talked about for a long time that we may end up with these three or four super conferences. So that, of course, begs the question, if they were to join the SEC, what happens to the remaining schools in the Big 12? Where do they go? And do they start joining up with a pack? And the... And so, you know, the other conferences, you got the Big East, the ACC, the Big Ten, et cetera. What happens? There's been a lot of discussion in the last few years about, you know, having three or four so-called super conferences and the benefits thereof. That would really be interesting. Uh, and then you wonder if all this, how this NIL stuff, name, image, likeness that has been ruled uh, legal with respect to college athletes, how, how that figures in. Lots of uh, interesting dynamics and developments, certainly in the college sporting world. The one thing I do believe, with respect to the, the name-image-likeness issue, is th- this will change the relationship, and it will certainly present lots of matters to grapple with on the part of the athletes, their families, the coaches, the administrations, athletic departments, compliance officers, the league. It's just, it's just going to become a free-for-all, especially with this ease of transfer between schools. And I don't want to turn this into a, a sports show. I think this is more about a um, an economics matter to well, address. Yeah, if extent. you
2: have, if say you have the country in ten years split up into super conferences that are essentially just regional economic powerhouses. Yeah. And look at how that could potentially change the landscape of local economies in college towns. If you all of a sudden have an influx of completely legit money. Yeah. I think that's right. I it was always rumored in some college towns, I mean, most big college towns, where you have certain star players rolling around town in the fancy car or with the nice watch or something like that. And it was always, hush, hush, oh, you didn't see that. You didn't see so-and-so driving that car. No, no, that wasn't them. Nowadays, that's not going to be hush, hush. The, the money is going to be out in the open in the economy. Yeah, that's totally true.
1: I also think we're headed for a uh, a kind of a new environment where the players won't actually attend school. It's just my opinion. I've always thought, I've thought for some time that ultimately uh, college athletics will be privatized. And in that that respect, the players won't attend school, won't be required to attend school, won't be required to be a so-called student-athlete. Just it's just a theory I have. You may disagree. That's fine. I just think that's. I think we're. I think this nil situation is just really starting to get that teeny tiny ice pellet rolling, and I think it's going to snowball into a, a much bigger matter.
2: I think there's one major hurdle preventing that from becoming a reality. What's and that? That is what is presumed to be the next big push by the student-athletes for collective bargaining. Be part of it. It would be pretty difficult to take a collective bargaining organization seriously if they're bargaining for student-athletes if they were trying to bring a lack of going to class to the table.
1: Well, I I hear you.
2: Uh, Whereas if you have individual students all pushing for it, I think you're, you're more likely to get student athletes to go. Yeah, I don't want to go to class, than to have an organization representing student athletes to be able to come out and say that.
1: I hear you. I, I guess what I'm suggesting is it's a theory I have that um, th- they just they won't they won't be required to be a student. They'll just play sports and they'll be paid to play sports as part of the privatization. Attending school is optional. Whereas today you got to be a full time student, make your grades, etc. That's out the window. Nobody cares. Just come play ball. Here's your money. It it's just a almost a farm league, if you will, except it's a lot lot bigger. Uh, has a lot bigger economic uh, impact, and there, there's more money involved, and in, in, certainly in big time college football. Uh, it's to some extent basketball, baseball, but I'd say they kind of trail football, obviously, just because there's more interest in football and bigger attendance. And generally speaking, the athletes have more name ID, bigger so-called stars. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just a thought, just a theory. I think you're also going to see lots of prominent programs I say prominent, they're not as prominent today as they once were, but just drop sports altogether. And and they've already been some situations where that was slated, and alumni, private donors, came in and and sort of headed that off. But it wouldn't surprise me. and, And some of this wokeness going on might be part of that, part of that driving, driving that. We just don't need to spend all this money on sports, et cetera, and especially those that are upside down underwater at the at the lower uh, levels of, of sports. I, I would hate to see that, but I think that's just a possibility. It's something to consider. Huh. Tim and McGee says, Texas and OU better stay where they are. Ask A&M in Missouri. Yeah, certainly Certainly something to uh, to consider, although... In,
2: in fairness, Missouri did play for an SEC championship yeah. two years after joining the league. They did. And
1: A&M's pretty dang good and expected to be pretty good this year. But, but I guess the question is, if Texas and OU join the conference... I mean, OU's very good. And Texas has been. Would that sort of change I think all this NIL stuff and all that just changes the recruiting picture. I don't know what it means as far as allowing the lower tier programs to to advance and the upper tier dominant programs will it pull them down? I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff we just don't know about this. If Snoopy plays a piano <laughs> And Charlie Brown bumping us out of this segment. We'll come right back. Don't forget, Mayor Dan Gibson of Natchez will join us at 1205 today in a dick giveaway of some tickets. We'll be right back.
19: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an X mark.
3: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
8: Calling all college football fans, KLLM is unveiling to the public the 2021 Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and Jackson State custom football tractor trailers. Thursday, July 22nd at the Embrace Baseball Game. Take pictures with your team's cheerleaders and mascots as you explore the trucks. Event gates open at 5.30 with first pitch at 6.30. Event details can be found at KLLM's Facebook page. Don't miss the college football event of the summer, July 22nd at Trustmark
6: Park.
20: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Ladies
0: and
18: gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear
20: it. Now, now,
0: now, back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Uh, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday Eve. You mentioned that Biden plagiarized some of his work when he was in college. Did you know that Martin Luther King Jr. plagiarized his doctoral dissertation? Boston U did not rescind his doctoral degree because he was already dead when the committee finished their research. I seem to recall seeing something about that. I haven't. I honestly haven't verified it. Not uh, quite sure as to the veracity of that information. You, I see you pondering there, Rhino. What do you think?
20: I don't know. I
2: remember there was a, a push during his lifetime to disparage him by was it the FBI? Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was a part of that or if it was separate.
1: Hmm. Not sure.
2: Not not uh, totally sure.
1: But uh, interesting. So uh, Bill on the C Spire text line says, I wish there were only TRUE, in all caps, college students playing college football and then something similar to minor leagues for the rest. Yeah, uh, I think that it's the an interesting uh, analysis there, Bill. But you got to wonder what would that do to the quality of the game if if perhaps the the best athletes pursue the for-pay route, which would relegate the, the lower tier athletes to the, the true student, college student route. And then who are they playing for in front of, it's just complicated. So I, that's why my theory is <clears throat> that ultimately colleges will sort of franchise, if you will, their entire programs to, to private sector organizations. The experience would be the same, everything would look and feel the same with the uh, the, the branding and the marks and the, uh, the game day experience, etc., but it just would not be part of the college oversight, the school oversight, would not be athletic departments, except to manage the contracts <laughs> with the private sector organizations that would run the games. Again, it's just a the theory I have. And uh, you you may, you may disagree, that's fine, but I bet if I'd have told you a few years ago that we're going to see this name, image, likeness shake out the way it did, or that athletes would be free to easily transfer amongst schools, I think there'd be a lot of people that would say, no, nah, that's just not going to happen, or that we would have these super conferences and... Amanda from Pike County, by the way, she she doesn't think that uh, Oklahoma or Texas should be in the SEC. Or I mean, She didn't actually say that. She just said, how could we continue to call the conference, the Southeastern Conference, if we've got schools that are located in states that aren't part of the Southeast? I'm not sure that Kentucky is even in the Southeast. I don't. I don't know who makes that determination. Missouri would you say that's in the southeast?
7: Loosely?
2: It's south of the Mason-Dixon line and it's on the river. Okay. Yeah. I mean the Mississippi River is generally the demarcation of eastern Mississippi or eastern United States.
1: Well, that would eliminate LSU and right.
2: Arkansas, but they're on the river, so I figure that that works. Okay.
1: I don't know that that matters, so I simply said, well, you could always rename it, rebrand
2: it. She didn't like that. I was doing some digging on the (laughs) the plagiarism thing, and it looks like there were several articles written in the early 90s, one by the Boston Globe, one by the New York Times. They did do a a study at Boston U, and they they didn't feel the need to revoke his uh, doctoral thesis or his PhD because... It makes an intelligent contribution to scholarship even though he acted inappropriately. And then later on, years later, the Martin Luther King Junior Papers Project yeah. dug into it a little more and it looks like he had citations, he had footnotes and everything in his note cards when he transferred his notes to his paper. Not all the citations or footnotes made it. So it's just it was it was improper in the eyes of academia, but it seems like he was putting together his own thoughts. Okay.
1: You know, I don't know that I would hold that to the same level of plagiarization by the president. I think that's a little... And then lying about his ranking in the class uh, some, what, 50 years ago, and then just two weeks ago, lying about his performance in a congressional baseball game in the White House amongst... The World Series champions, the world champion, L.A. Dodgers. And then yesterday, of course, he doesn't believe it. And I guess I'm calling it a lie because it's my opinion that uh, the situation with inflation is uh, not transitory. I'm not convinced of that yet. And you just would have to really have your head in the sand to think that there's not an issue at the border. To not label that as chaos, at least chaotic, and a a crisis, and a problem, and and then to boast about how much better it is than it was a few months ago before he took office, it's just, those are just farces, and you can't solve any problems until you admit there is a problem. You just got to be honest. And these, these politicians, let's talk about this, too. So there, there's always lots of of uh, complaining about politicians who, during a campaign, they, they state and they communicate promises. They get elected. They cannot fulfill those promises. And I'll give you an example, and some people may not like this. It, it was Donald Trump, when he was running for president, said that, I think within eight years, I'll have to check the time frame. I don't know that that matters, but he pretty much promised that his policies could eliminate the deficit and completely retire our debt. And, of course, that did not happen. And there really wasn't a way to make that happen. And it was – I I think it was – ill-advised on his part to make such a promise. Now, as a candidate, I think suggesting and conveying intent and policy positions and also uh, ensuring that folks know, potential voters know where you stand on matters and, and your intent to work to achieve those objectives once elected, that's completely the way it should be stated, and the way it's, the way such communication should be framed. But to just outright, unequivocally promise, if I'm elected, I promise we're going to do this, that, and the other, that's not the way our system works. That, that is ignoring the way our democratic system works, and... You're not a dictator, especially that you think about – now, certainly you have more control as the president because you've got executive order power and you've got veto power or signing off on legislation power. So you're, your power in that respect, from a legislative perspective, it could be argued is equivalent to the entire House, to the entire Senate. That's the way the the uh, trifecta of government is designed to function. absolutely. So, And I'm not just calling out Trump. I just use that as an example. They all do it. If I'm elected, I promise you this, that, and the other. No, you can't. You can't make that happen. You can't eliminate the deficit. Unilaterally. Unilaterally. You can certainly suggest, I'm going to fight. I'm going to work with the Congress to enact policies that trims away at our deficit and debt And I think we can ultimately get to a balanced budget and retire most of our debt. Certainly that would be a a plausible campaign message. I totally agree with that. But to say, I'm going to do this, you remember all the Republicans running for office and some running for president. Remember Ted Cruz, the very first thing he ever said is, I'm going to repeal Obamacare as soon as I'm elected. Well, no, you're not, because you can't just as the president you don't have such power and thank god that the president this was the wisdom of our framers and our constitution and our system of government that no one party or one body has such enormous power unchecked power but again saying if i'm elected i'm going to work hard diligently to achieve these goals Man, that's, that's the right message in my view. That way you don't get elected and say, you promised you were going to do this and you didn't make it happen. It's just, just not smart. And Biden's making these promises just left and right. Time for a break right here on the JT Show. We'll come back with more talk. Don't forget Dan Gibson, the mayor of Natchez, joins us at 12.05 and some tickets to give away. Rhino will do that. Stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 40% chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. A 40% chance of rain for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Saturday, much of the same, sunny skies, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
11: That's ClintonBodyShop.com. Mommy, you know how you told me never to keep secrets?
14: Yes, baby, why?
11: I think you're keeping. What? I think you think Daddy has no business using tools around the house.
14: Oh, that's not a secret. He knows. That's why I encourage him to shop at Ace Bolt and Screw. They help your daddy get the tools and fasteners he needs, and they give him great advice about his projects.
6: Then why are you always
14: on him about getting stuff finished? Well, there's only so much the guys at Ace Bolt and Screw can do for your daddy.
11: He sure is good at buying ice cream though.
0: And tools. Ace Bolt and Screw, Jackson and
16: Gluckstead.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves has said he won't be requiring masks at schools this year, but with a surge in cases and hospitalizations due to the Delta variant, some districts are putting some restrictions in place. The Gulf Board School District is strongly encouraging students to wear masks, especially if they're under the age of 12. 6th and ninth graders are back in class today, and all other students return to the district tomorrow. When students in the Forest County School District return on the 26th, unvaccinated students and staff will be required to wear masks indoors. They'll also be required for everyone on buses since they qualify as public transportation. Dr. Mark Horn, president of the Mississippi State Medical Association, is saying fears of any long-term effects from taking the vaccine are unfounded.
8: Hundreds and hundreds of millions of doses of Pfizer and Moderna have been given in the United States
5: and around the world. If we were going to see major problems. We'd see it by now.
8: I'm Kelly
4: Bennett. solutions.
20: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks.
0: Picky people pick Polk's. No matter where you go... Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi.
7: Properly set all controls before recording.
0: All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: Get ready to match the stars. The great Johnny Olson. What a fantastic voice he had. Iconic.
2: That was a fun show. I still watch
1: it every now and then.
2: It's one of the rare ones from that era that is is so grounded in in contemporary comedy that is still funny. Agree. That's exactly right. No stupid. They're cracking jokes that. Would have been hilarious at the time, and they're still funny forty years on. 50 totally years on. and
1: And and uh, sort of making fun of each other. Oh yeah. I mean that was all part of the show. It was just so good. Charles Nelson Riley, <laughs> next to uh, Brett Summers, there. That they were staples on the show, of course. Richard Dawson, who got his. Game show start there, ultimately became the host of
2: Family Feud.
1: It was really great. great and
2: all time. the drinks were real. Really? On the match game. Did not know that. Not everyone would partake. Some some people had their own little <laughs> secret, but yeah, all the drinks were real. Well, it's fun stuff. The
1: Game Show Network still plays uh, early in the morning, the reruns. And then uh, at night, they got like three hours, it seems, of Family Feud. With uh, Steve Harvey. And have you noticed, have you ever watched that sort of stuff? Um, the Family Feud with Steve Harvey. They, they kind of crossed the line a little bit, do they not? It gets a little raw, a little raunchy with some of the questions. He tries
2: to rein it in sometimes.
1: He, he, you can tell he's like a little shocked you know, when he's reading that stuff. But, oh, wow. This, so that show still pop. I mean, the format of the show was brilliant, honestly, the creation of it, and still popular today.
2: And speaking of game shows, today would have been the 81st birthday of Alex Trebek. Wow. He, of
1: course, longtime host
2: of uh, Jeopardy.
1: I think the original host, maybe not original, but when I was a, a kid, used to love to watch Jeopardy, Art Fleming. Was there one before him?
2: Maybe... um, I don't know. No, it was presented by Art Fleming, and then following Art's uh, departure, it was Alex Trebek. Okay. So think about that. That show been on, like, what, since the
1: 60s? And it was Art Fleming and then Alex Trebek?
2: Yeah, it was originally produced by Merv Griffin Productions Enterprises in 1964. Golly! Now, that's... That is some staying power there, isn't it? It was on NBC from 64 to 79, and then it was in syndication for a year there, and then uh, yeah, back with uh, 1984 is when they revived it. Wow. That's awesome. You know, the other good one that's uh, was to tell the truth.
1: It had several hosts. I, I want to say the original Bud Collier. The bow tie sporting Bud Collier in black and white, like from the 50s. If I'm not mistaken. 1956. There you go. And uh, followed up by Gary Moore, I think was the host. I'm testing myself here. and then that's correct. Bill,
2: what's his name? Did he come after? Uh, The next one that replaced Gary Moore was Joe Garagiola. Ah, he sure was. The uh, catcher.
1: MLB catcher. He was a very uh, popular media figure in his day. Did a lot of sports, NBC and so forth. Anyhow. We're digressing a little bit about the old game shows. A little trip
2: down memory lane.
1: Yeah, I've always been a game show kind of aficionado. I, they just fascinate me.
2: I'm not sure why. There
1: was I, I can sort of rem- some of these other crazy shows that didn't last very long. Split second.
2: I was always a big fan of
8: Pressure Luck.
1: That was good. You you're familiar with the Pressure Luck scandal?
2: Oh yeah. Of the guy figured out the pattern and took them for everything they were worth, and I don't think that episode ever aired. Watched. uh
1: gazillions of hours of VCR. He was taping the shows, learning the pattern, which was not very random, and he figured that out. And he just kept on going, and every now and then, they said he would intentionally hit a whammy so it didn't look like he had figured it out. But he did, and he won a bunch of money doing that. Whatever happened, did he keep the money? Did he have to I don't know that it's illegal what it I is, wanna right?
2: say they didn't pay him and then he sued, and I don't remember <laughs> where it went from there. Golly,
1: oh wow, so Thomas in Greenwood he's upset about the debt ceiling that's coming up folks i'm I am too by the way, I'm not gonna going to um dismiss my concerns there. But the fact of the matter is just a little uh, just a little information about the way the US budget works 70% of our spending is mandatory it is on autopilot it happens without any action by the congress or any sign off by the president automatically happens and that 70% includes medicare social security a series of other So called welfare programs, Medicaid, and debt interest. 68, 69, 70 percent of total spending. Now, it won't be if Biden gets his way because he is going to dramatically increase the other portion of spending, which is known as discretionary spending. Discretionary spending consists of defense and all the rest of government. Defense consumes about 20%, makes up about 20%. So when you take mandatory and defense, that's 90% of federal spending. The entire rest of the government complex is 10%. You could eliminate the entire rest of government, that 10%, and still run a gigantic deficit. That's how upside down we are. You could eliminate the entire military. And still run a deficit, a tidy deficit. Just eliminate the entire Department of Defense, which in my view is a core function of federal government. So when it comes down to voting against the debt ceiling, you can vote against it, uh, but you're not going to really move the needle. doesn't mean anything. Because the only way to eliminate the deficit and thus start trimming away at the debt is to radically reform Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and other welfare. And Social Security, Medicare, they're, they're front and center. And that ain't going to happen. First, got to have 60 votes in the Senate. Hadn't had that. There's no supermajority. I believe the last time we had that was the first two years of the Obama presidency. And you will recall in 2010, the House flipped by a lot. In Obama's own words, we got shellacked in the midterms. So it's it's unfortunately, it's a fool's errand as a member of Congress to vote against raising the debt ceiling because that means shut down the government. And a lot of people may say, that's fine, shut the government down. They would until it affected them personally. Then they'd say, we've got to open that government back up. But even if you did, it's, it doesn't mean they're all going to come back and get around the table and say, yep, let's start chopping those Social Security and Medicare benefits to balance the budget, or let's raise Social Security and Medicare taxes, or a combination thereof. It's not going to happen. So it's, unfortunately, kind of a fool's errand. But I, I share your concerns, Thomas. So when we get 60 Republicans in the Senate, will we have conservatism? Nope, we ain't going to get 60 Republicans in the Senate. That's the flaw in your argument. That's the flaw. It's not going to happen. Not going to have 60 de- uh, Democrats either. I think we are destined for a very extended, protracted period of time of divided government because the nation is divided, sharply divided, almost down the middle. And though I know there's lots of concerns, and I share these concerns about possible voting irregularities in the 2020 election, I, too, share those concerns and believe that every single one of those should be investigated and corrective action should be taken, which I believe many states are, such as Georgia and Texas. But what's more disturbing is that there's not overwhelming majorities of people in this country that, as Thomas says, that support conservatism. In fact, it's just the opposite. That's what bothers me. We're seeing lots of traction by the left in every aspect of society. We're seeing these lurches to the left and lots of people getting elected with those, those uh, posi- policy positions. That's what bothers me, is that our message isn't working. Thomas, unfortunately, you are in the sliver, 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 sliver of people. That's what we all should be concerned about, especially amongst our young people who are buying into all this leftist crap. Oh, Lucy, bumping us out here. We'll come back, final segment of this hour, and then we got the mayor of Natchez, Dan Gibson, after the 12 o'clock break. Stay with us.
21: Hey, it's Dave Logan, General Manager for Canon Nissan of Jackson. The all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder is now in stock on the showroom floor. There's only one word to describe the new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Wow! Wow! Come see it today and see how Nissan is bringing back the adventure. Come test ride the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder today at Canon Nissan of Jackson and imagine the places you can go. There's more. New inventory arriving daily. Versa, Sentras, Armadas, Pathfinders, Rogues, Kicks, and the Mississippi-built Titan Truck. At Cannon Nissan of Jackson, we don't have any market adjustments added to our prices. Don't make a mistake or go along with market adjustment. Come to Cannon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department is open six days a week and fully staffed, and no appointment is needed. And when the smoke clears, you too will be saying, nobody beats a Cannon
8: deal. Nobody.
3: Gulf Seafood Outlet Fresh Gulf Shrimp Gulf Seafood Outlet Fresh Gulf Oysters Gulf Seafood Outlet Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters Gulf Seafood Outlet Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive 601-790-9407 This is the Midday market Report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. The Federal Trade Commission is forging ahead on plans to address the issue of right to repair, one that ag interests have long been raising as an issue. The Federal Trade Commission this week approved a policy statement on the right to repair by a unanimous vote. Restricting consumers and businesses from choosing how they repair products can substantially increase the total cost of repairs, generate harmful electronic waste, and unnecessarily increase waste times for repairs, the Federal Trade Commission said. In contrast, providing more choice in repairs can lead to lower cost, reduced e-waste by extending the useful lifespan of products, enable more timely repairs, and provide economic opportunities for entrepreneurs and local businesses. While the White House directed the FTC to take action on right to repair, it certainly appears they were ready to do so, whether the executive order came or not.
17: For the Mississippi Network, I'm Bob Sullander. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices. But they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications. and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions.
13: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Come on. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back. On Super Talk Mississippi. Now here's more.
19: Welcome
1: back, everyone, to J.T. Show Super Talk Mississippi. Chuck Woolery hosted the Wheel of Fortune, I think. That's from M. and Myrtle. He did? Before Pat Sajak? I don't remember. He was a game show host. I don't remember the shows he hosted. He's a very conservative individual, too. If you follow him on Twitter, he's pretty interesting to follow. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Also, the newlywed game. How about that? That was a favorite. That's still airing, by the way, on the Game Show Network. It's had a a number of uh, different hosts, but who could forget the great Bob Eubanks? The newlywed game. That was funny. There was some crazy stuff that some of those zany couples would say.
2: (laughs) I was just doing some digging on the the Press Your Luck winner that kind of game the system. Yep. Apparently. Since Larson hadn't really done anything illegal... He was allowed to keep his $110,000 of winnings, of which he had to pay $30,000 in taxes. Taxes. (laughs) After he returned home, he put $30,000 into a real estate venture that ended up being a Ponzi scheme. (laughs) So he had very quickly (laughs) lost over half of his winnings. Then, because this was, what, 83 (laughs) when this, or no, June of 84, is when the episodes aired. By November of 84, he was on to another big money-making idea because a radio station in Dayton, Ohio, was giving out $30,000 if you could match the serial number on a $1 bill. Well, this guy's sitting there with $40,000 in the bank, so he decides, I want to go get $40,000 in ones and try to match these serial numbers. So the guy had forty grand in cash at his house. He decided very quickly, I can't go through $40,000, $1 bills, one at a time, to match these serial numbers, so let's just go to a party. Let's just forget about it. And left the cash at the house while he was at the party. His house was broken into, and all his cash was stolen. (laughs) So he didn't have a happy ending. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, it's sort of karma-like, isn't it, really? I mean, what he did wasn't illegal, but... It violated the spirit of the game for what that's worth, but but he won. He got his money. How about that? then You can go watch YouTube of him playing the game.
2: And Yeah, apparently they aired the episodes once because he was on two episodes because he got that much that's money.
1: That's right, because he, he kept winning.
2: Oh, yeah. So yeah. They, they aired those episodes once and then put them in the vault until the early 2000s when they brought them out for a documentary on There's
1: him. a documentary, right.
2: And now, occasionally, those episodes will run in rotation when they're syndicated. That's
1: absolutely true. I've seen them. I've seen it. You know, just being the kind of the game show uh, aficionado. Uh, I usually always begin my annual meetings in business. I'd always share some, some story or play clips was what I like to do to kind of lighten the mood up with the staff, and I'd play some of the old... There's, you go out to YouTube, there's all kinds of montages and greatest moments and stuff like that from these various shows. And they're just funny. They're hilarious, because it's real people saying crazy stuff. The newlywed game, uh, uh, thanks to our listener on the C Spire text line for reminding of that, the dating game. Got to remember that, with the great Jim Lang, with those gigantic teardrop glasses that were popular during the 60s and 70s. And, uh, of course, you couldn't do that today, right? Because it would have to be all woked up, wouldn't it? <laughs> I just... I, I, my mind's just thinking about all the possibilities of how you could apply... Can't use pronouns, right? <laughs> Everybody would introduce themselves with their preferred pronoun.
2: I don't know why it came to mind, but I was just reminded of the... the the millennial version, or the millennial, yeah, the millennial version of the dating game that they came out with on on MTV, yeah, in the early to mid two thousands, called Next, where they had all the people, the the potential partners were on a bus, and they would walk down the the steps of the bus and step out and say something witty that was obviously scripted for them, and then they'd plaster three things about them, and they went on these weird date. I think the the dating game concept is is just lost the plot. I think you're right, and you know there's been some famous
1: eventual celebrities that were contestants on the on the uh, dating game. I don't remember. I just remember there's been some that you see on the dating game like before they hit their prime and became famous.
2: Well, there was the one guy that was the serial killer that had already oh, killed gosh. three or four people, and then he went on the dating game
1: oh, and got my picked. Gosh, you got to be kidding me! I I didn't even know that one. <laughs> but who could forget the great Jim Lang as he would introduce uh, the bachelors or bachelorettes to the uh, the the player, the person who would pick, and he would say, "And here they are." <laughs> And they would roll around. That was so cool. It is time for a break here on the JT Show. Super Talk News, Fox News coming your way, that being the top of the hour. And then Dan Gibson, the mayor of Natchez, will join us, give us an update on this uh, ice dropping off some immigrants in his town. And a giveaway as well. Rhino's got that for you. We'll be right back.
0: You are listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
20: news i'm chris foster mask up if you're unvaccinated it's mostly okay to ditch the mask if you are vaccinated remains the federal guidance as u.s coronavirus cases have tripled in the last two weeks concentrated in communities with low vaccination rates
17: we are sending a hundred million dollars to rural health clinics to support vaccine education and outreach efforts in these communities we are where we are generally seeing low vaccine uptake. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zeitz.
20: The Justice Department has a new initiative to fight gun trafficking.
4: Attorney General Merrick Garland is launching the firearms strike forces in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C., aimed at illegal weapons trafficking that puts guns in the hands of criminals. Along with prioritizing gun crimes, it will also include more prosecutions, as well as ramped up enforcement in cities and states where it's easier to get firearms that are then sent to other cities that have more restrictive gun laws
20: Fox is Tanya J Powers America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great
8: company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today.
7: You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trustcare, where you'll
8: find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trustcare. Feel better faster.
12: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Just days after winning re-election, Clarksdale Mayor Chuck Aspie and commissioners went into executive session and gave themselves raises. Big ones. Former mayor and state representative John Mayo challenged the move.
5: The position of mayor got a $36,000 raise and the four commissioners got $22,600 apiece.
12: Over 600 residents signed a petition asking them to rescind the raises, but that didn't happen. Mayo believes they violated the open meetings law and he's filed an inquiry with the ethics commission. MDOT is conducting a flow exercise through two this afternoon. This is going to include mobilization of manpower and equipment to exits along i-55 and pike and lincoln counties the exits or traffic lanes will not be closed for the drill for the latest mississippi news find us online at supertalk.fM i'm kelly bennett
8: hey y'all let's take some pride and get it together for mississippi many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load.
12: A coalition of conservation groups aren't giving up on efforts to get the legislature to create an outdoor fund dedicated to improving outdoor recreation. Alex Littlejohn is with the Nature Conservancy.
1: We saw this during the pandemic. If you look at the numbers across the southeast, people left Mississippi to go to an adjacent state state park. Or they went to a, an adjacent state to recreate. We've got every bit of that here in Mississippi. We can provide those opportunities, but we're losing them.
12: Representative Scott Bounds plans to bring the bill back in the next legislative session. A resolution has been introduced that will designate August 1st as Gold Star Children's Day to recognize the sacrifices of the children of fallen service members. The resolution was introduced by Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker and West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin. To read the resolution, visit supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi, Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
19: and now the moment you've all been waiting for welcome
0: to real talk for real mississippians informed engaging and always brutally honest Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back,
1: everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, uh, rocking into the afternoon on this.
2: Friday Eve.
1: You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. We're, see, we're trying to get connected with uh, the mayor of Natchez, uh, Dan Gibson. We're going to have him on, I think, momentarily. In the meantime, I've been informed by Paul and Meridian that There's a celebrity dating game that comes on TV every week now. Didn't know that. Said Carmen Electra was on the other night. Arnold Schwarzenegger was once a contestant on the dating game, according to some of our well-informed listeners here. So that's interesting. That was really a a really cool show, I think. Uh, The great Jim Lang hosted. It was just so right for the times. But we're trying to get the mayor... Uh, on the phone, I think we're getting there. So we've got a, a request for the Rockford Files. That's usually a staple. Also, Rawhide, we've got to talk to Rhino about that here on this tv theme show Thursday. But uh, right after we... We, we got uh, the mayor? All right. I'm here.
22: Oh. good Good afternoon. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Mayor. Thanks so much for joining us. Glad we got all that squared away. We're happy to have you on the program today. How are things in Natchez?
22: Man, busy, hopping. We can't keep up with it. It's great, Gerard.
1: That is awesome. That is awesome, and uh, so glad to hear that. It's a beautiful city uh, there on the river and a treasure in the state of Mississippi, in my view, so honored to have you on, sir.
22: Thank you so much. An honor to be with you.
1: All right. So you had a bit of a surprise. Is that uh, true? Or were you notified about this? We had a
22: little (laughs) unexpected company last Wednesday over at our transit uh, office. We we had some uh, folks dropped off by ICE, and it was a big, big group of them. And it was more after more after more. They just kept on coming. And before we knew it, we had sixty or seventy people there. Hmm. Uh, many of them without money, no cell phone, no hmm. nothing but the clothes on their back, and totally unable to speak English. It was it was a crazy situation. And then when someone in broken English said, "When about a hundred more are on the way," uh, it became a crisis. Hmm.
1: Uh, so, why Natchez?
22: Well, you know, a lot of people love to come to Natchez, <laughs> but I don't think these people really wanted to be here for our tours and views of the river. They just want to get out of here. <laughs>
1: Golly. I, I, so, it just appears, though, from all accounts, that ICE is just processing these immigrants as they cross the border, and they're just dispersing them across the country, I'm not aware of any other situation where a group, I guess, has been transported uh, transported like this to another city. In the state, it, it appears Natchez not. only has that distinction. I, I just was curious. So what did the ICE people say? They are well, hey, here. You know,
22: we are a top tourist destination, <laughs> and I guess they felt we were worthy of it. it we actually, when we got wind of this, Uh, The director of our transit authority was really concerned, and uh, we very soon had a record number of people all on one call. I didn't know my cell phone could hold that many people at one time. (laughs) And we had everybody from county supervisors, sheriffs, prison people, uh, people from across the river, anybody we could get on the call, and we were able to track it down pretty quickly that they were all coming from a private facility in Mm. Faraday, Louisiana, uh, called uh, River, uh, Mm. a correctional facility there privately run. And they were just following orders by ICE. But Gerard, uh, you know, it's no joking matter. I mean, just to dump people without any warning Mm. and without even preparing them and following the proper protocols. Mm -hmm. But I do have to hand it to ICE because they obviously are really up On their technology, yeah, because they use a very sophisticated platform in making the decision to bring them to Natchez, Hmm. and that platform is called. Let me see if I can get this right. Google, Google. (laughs) Yeah, and so they googled nearest bus station, and that's why they
1: brought them here. Okay. All right. So there it is a little bit of logic at least uh un- underlying this incident because at first it just looked so random like why natchez.
22: I know. But Gerard, this is the logic that completely goes out the window. Uh, By the time we found out about this, we were able to round up some interpreters. We even went to local Mexican restaurants drafting
10: volunteers.
22: We did. And uh, my uh, chief of staff here at the mayor's office, a wonderful guy named Richard Burke, uh, he had a little broken Spanish. He went over there and helped (laughs) out. What we found out is that um, (laughs) uh, all of the regulations were being just totally ignored. Some of these people, you know, ICE is supposed to release these people with a travel plan, at least $300 in their account provided by family members, an understanding of where they're going, and a bus ticket to get there or arrangements for one. And this just simply wasn't the case. But what was really uh, illogical is that a lot of these people had been picked up in other parts of the country Shipped to our area at great expense, only then to be flown back out somewhere else. Oh, wow! And and uh, and also, the taxpayers footing the bill enormous rates at these prisons per day. And in my opinion, frankly, it's a boondoggle, <clears throat> and it's bad public policy, and the yep. taxpayer is getting the shaft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Mayor, do you feel like uh, ICE, I, I mean, what, how were they contrite, like, we're sorry, we're, we have to do this, we're just following orders, or, uh, I mean, how, kind of what's their position, best you could tell, I guess?
22: Well, I will tell you, um, our police chief, our sheriff uh, here in Natchez, our chief, Daltrey, Joseph Daughtry, our sheriff, Travis Patton, mm-hmm. and the sheriff of Concordia Parish, david hedrick they were the ones who spoke to ice on our behalf because they have been dealing with these situations because there are other facilities even here in adams county as you know mm-hmm. where we're housing these detainees and they and these are now former detainees well what we found hmm. out uh, through their interactions with ice is basically oops sorry this happened It won't happen again.
10: Hmm.
22: Well, I hope that means it won't happen again anywhere, but this was on a Wednesday, and last Friday morning word was already getting to us that another hundred were on their way, and it was happening again. And we got calls in play, and I I don't know if it was rumor or fact, but bottom line is uh, they did not actually bring them here Friday, and we were greatly relieved. Um, I do want to say this, though. Every person that we encountered Wednesday were very kind. Mm. They were very uh, uh, agreeable to everything we were trying to do to help them. Yeah. And our police chief, the sheriff, everyone got involved. And even a lot of volunteers at their own money Mm. and their own expense. Mm. And by that evening, every person was on a bus or a private van or vehicle headed somewhere and uh, I'm just really grateful the way our community stepped up to help
1: you know we got just about a minute here so mayor but i'm not surprised you know mississippians are very generous people and and you know (laughs) this is not so much the fault of these people they they get wrapped up as you know in all kinds of circumstances where sometimes it's a matter of life or death they got to move they got to do this and you got the biden administration really just rolling out the red carpet and encouraging this to a great extent it's just a big old mess, and it just doesn't seem like, as we've talked about on the program, until we come to grips with the fact that this is a crisis, a serious problem, we're going to solve right. it.
22: Gerard, you're right, and it's a lot more than you and I can solve on a radio interview. Yeah. But I just hope that in time, logic will prevail, doing the right thing treating people the right way. This is America, and we shouldn't be treating people with anything less than respect, but obviously we do have to enforce the law, and we do have to make sure that people here abide by our laws and go about it the right way. Um, So it's a big complicated situation, but but I do hope that the federal government will not impose the situation upon the small towns of America. Because it is an expense to us, it is an endangerment to our community, it's an imposition uh, to our law enforcement. And just think of people who can't even speak the language being dumped out without any money, without any food, any form of transportation, and what that could actually do and mean for a small town,
1: oh, if this man. was to continue. It, it's, you're so right. And, uh, Mayor, we definitely appreciate you joining us today and, and sharing that experience with us and your insight on that. And we'll have to have you back again. Good luck. I'm told you got a Sasquatch Festival coming up. We're about to a break, <laughs> but I just wanted to mention that and give a shout <laughs> thank out. Thank you. Appreciate oh, you joining that's us. great. <laughs>
22: we'll have to talk about that. Gerard, thank you very thank much. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate I it, will man. talk to you later, brother. Talk soon.
1: God
5: You bet.
7: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a Genuine Mississippi logo. And that's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Monday through Friday 11 to 1 and Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
8: Редактор Calling all college football fans. KLLM is unveiling to the public the 2021 Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, and Jackson State custom football tractor trailers. Thursday, July 22nd at the Embrace baseball game. Take pictures with your team's cheerleaders and mascots as you explore the trucks. Event gates open at 530 with first pitch at 630. Event details can be found at KLLM's Facebook page. Don't miss the college football event of the summer, July 22nd at Trustmark Park.
14: To be safe around electricity, here are a few things to be aware of. Electricity from power lines can jump to nearby objects, like ladders. So stay at least 10 feet away. There are wires behind walls, so use a cable detector before you drill. Many electrical lines are underground. Call 811 to locate them before you dig. Think safety first. And for more safety tips, visit BeAwareEverywhere.com. Brought to you by Magnolia Electric and Cooperative
11: Energy.
7: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Mm. Come on, let's get on with the show on Super Talk Mississippi.
19: Keep moving, moving, moving keep them doggies moving road. Don't try to understand them, just rope them throw and brand. Soon we'll be living high and wide. My heart's calculating,
11: my true love will be waiting, be waiting at the end of my ride.
19: Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, move them on, hit them Woo-hoo! up. <laughs> Let him out,
1: cut him out. Right, I'm in. That's just a lot of song for a TV show, isn't it? Wrong. It's pretty good, though. <laughs> I have to admit. Well, that for you, Jim Walker, my good friend. That's on the all-hit request line here on this all-hit <laughs> TV theme show Thursday. All right, Rhino, speaking of all-hits we got a giveaway for some concert tickets
2: oh yeah it's summertime in the magnolia state and that means concerts are back and coming up on saturday july the 30th you can catch platinum selling rock band the revivalists during the twilight concert series at the beautiful renaissance at colony park in ridgeland you'll catch the revivalists and more as they take the stage for this incredible event and since you'll be at renaissance renaissance at colony park in ridgeland Might as well get something to eat, go shopping for a little bit, take in the sights, and enjoy yourself. You can get tickets right now if you don't win at Ticketmaster.com or by visiting Ardenland.net. But you do have a chance to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the revivalists, and all you got to do is be the 18th person to text in the word Renaissance to the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Be the 18th person to text in... Renaissance, and you'll win a four-pack to see the Revivalists on July 30th. There
1: you go. Renaissance. That, of course, the venue. The name of the venue. Steve Azar is coming up after the JT Show at 1 o'clock in a Mississippi Minute. You'll hear an interview with Mark Meltdown Milligan, a longtime rock radio DJ in Detroit. Don't forget, Steve Azar is presented by VisitMississippi.org. The show airs each Thursday and Friday, one to two, on most Supertalk Mississippi stations, supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And got to say again, we're going to be over in uh, Neshoba County for the Neshoba County Fair, A, uh, a, a Mississippi staple. That should be a lot of fun. We'll be there next Wednesday and Thursday broadcasting the program. Looking forward to seeing every folks, uh, all the folks gathered together. Speaking of which, lots of talk about putting these masks back on, and there's uh, lots of conflict. The president, Joe Biden, says that he's leaning towards the CDC issuing guidance with respect to returning to school and mask orders thereof talking about children under 12 wearing masks there are going to be some backlash problems over that deal already there was a school board meeting in virginia last night virginia beach why is all this happening in virginia what's up with that
2: Loudoun county think Arlington is part of that mix. I mean, at least with Florida, you can blame it on the fact that every single arrest made gets reported to the news by law. Yeah, true. But, yeah, Virginia, why is it all going crazy there? I don't know, but it's become Loudoun County for sure. But,
1: so, bravo to these parents that spoke out against this mandate, and they said, let our children resume normal life. And some even said, what about getting back to teaching, you know, how to read and write and do math and skip all this nonsense? And you you see some of these video with the children, you remember this, at their desk with these goofy, clear shields, (laughs) upright shields around them, the boy in the bubble look. I don't know. It's just nuts. On the C Spire text line, Gerard, have you ever watched Joss Stone, Joss Stone singing Son of a Preacher Man on YouTube? I can't say that I have. I've watched Dusty Springfield sing it. She, one of my favorite 60s era artists, got a great voice, does Dusty, but I might have to check that out. We got a winner? We I'm, do. We got
2: David. Awesome.
1: That would be uh, totally awesome. Uh, Totally awesome that he won there. So really, really neat. Uh, Tell Rhino he needs to give words us regular
2: folks can spell. (laughs) Well, that's the secret. In order to keep it fair, that way I can't, hey, hey, buddy, buddy, hey, this is the word of the day. They don't even tell me the word until we go on the air.
1: How about that theme song from Green Acres is the place to be? We played that. We play that almost every week. That's a great one. Some very creative people that came up with these theme songs. You have to admit. I mean, just listening to the lyrics of Rawhide, that's really pretty cool. I mean, it, it definitely. I think Green Acres is uh, awesome as well. So David uh, David, in Indianola, right, is why we have him in the system. He is the winner. Really cool stuff there. And don't forget the sports talk, folks. They're going to be at Trustmark Park today in Pearl, Mississippi, unveiling the uh, new equipment trailers. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss, Jackson State, provided by our friends at KLLM Trucking. Uh, Really good stuff going on there. So the uh, Biden administration has admitted it was in error in promoting abolitionist teaching network handbook that pushes staff, this is from the Department of Education, by the way, to disrupt whiteness and oppression. It now insists it does not endorse this group's policies. That would be the Abolitionist Teaching Network. They have a Guide to Racial Justice and Abolitionist Social and Emotional Learning, at the acronym representing Social and Emotional Learning, SEL, SEL, education. And, And so the pamphlet produced by this group urges teachers to disrupt whiteness and other forms of oppression, In the classroom. Now, I'm not buying it. I think there was so much outrage over this nonsense being included in the Department of Education's guidance that they backed it out, they pulled it out, and began to, I guess, push it back and detach themselves from it. I believe that this was approved at the highest levels. I'm just not buying that this made it all the way through, and nobody paid attention to it. Oh, we didn't see that. I'm not buying that. Just not. And there is a section describing how schools are a microcosm of society, and there are conversations which are essential to race and emotional learning, and they should be anchor tenets in our schools. The Department of Education now says it was wrong to link back to the group and distanced themselves from their policies. We don't endorse recommendations from this group. I just, I'm not buying it. Of course you do. You're the reason we have this stuff. When Joe Biden signs executive orders sanctioning discrimination, when he signs executive orders to that effect, And so many in the Democrat Party are fully on board with all this stuff. I'm just not buying it. Sell that crap somewhere else. Abolitionist Teaching Network's mission is to develop and support those in the struggle for educational freedom, utilizing the intellectual work and direct action of abolitionists in many forms. That from the site's uh, the, the uh, organization's website and the individual that I think wrote this book and sort of formed if I'm not this uh, organization, uh, let's see her last name is love. I'm searching for her first name. I'm not finding it yet but anyhow she's the one that wrote this this nonsense. And is pushing it. And she's also on the record as saying everything in this country is racist. You just can't, can't make it up. Everything is racist. So it, when are we going to start teaching facts and not be so obsessed with so-called feelings? That just seems like. It's out the window. We don't care about that. We don't care about truly educating our children to be productive adults. We care more about indoctrinating them and using the classroom to advance this radical leftist agenda. Man, there you go, though, little Green Acres. (laughs) Mrs. Douglas. (laughs) That's great. We'll take a break. We'll come back here. The J.T. Show will continue. Sure.
9: Time's you are my wife!
10: Goodbye!
7: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I was surprised the other day when I got a phone call asking if we sold guns. We sell lots of guns. We have the largest
20: selection of firearms in this area, including over 100 AR-type guns priced from $599 on up. We also just got in a huge shipment of ammo, including such hard-to-find
1: calibers as 380, 9 9mm, and 223. No limit on quantity and no inflated prices. Check out our website, rangebyjimmyprimos.com, or like us on Facebook.
3: Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407. The doctors at Carter Sledge Family Dentistry are general and cosmetic dentists. At Carter Sledge
0: Family Dentistry, you'll find one of the most state-of-the-art facilities in Mississippi, along with a friendly staff and doctors who are both professional and compassionate. Meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Call 601-607-7876. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours. I'm Kelly Bennett,
12: and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Just days after winning re election, Clarksdale Mayor Chuck Aspie and commissioners went into executive session and gave themselves raises big ones. Former Mayor and State Representative John Mayo challenged the move.
5: The position of mayor got a $36,000 raise, and the four commissioners got $22,600 apiece.
12: Over 600 residents signed a petition asking them to rescind the raises, but that didn't happen. Mayo believes they violated the open meetings law, and he's filed an inquiry with the Ethics Commission. MDOT is conducting a contra flow exercise through 2 this afternoon. This is going to include mobilization of manpower and equipment to exits along I-55 and Pike and Lincoln counties. The exits or traffic lanes will not be closed for the drill. For the latest Mississippi news, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett
11: water spirits presents the Twilight concert series of Renaissance Friday July 30th with the revivalists.
8: Revivalists with Dumpster Funk, plus
15: Epic Funk Brass Band.
11: Get tickets now at twilightms.com.
15: twilightms.com.
11: The Revivalists are coming July 30th. I wish I you
15: when I was young. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi. They always say what they want. They're open about their opinions if
1: they're not afraid to say what
5: they feel. This
3: is Jim Rockford. At the
17: tone, leave your name and message. I'll get back to you.
14: Hi, Jim. We couldn't reach you, so we went ahead with the job, and I know you're really gonna dig it. But if you don't, I
4: suppose we can always tear it out.
1: Everyone, the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi, Gerard, and Rhino on this Friday Eve. There you go, a little Rockford Files on TV theme show Thursday. So it's Dr. Bettina, Bettina Love, with a B as in boy. She's the, uh, I believe, the founder of this abolitionist network. And she says, the network is dedicated to not creating new schools or... Here's that grandiloquent word again, Rhino. Reimagining schools, but destroying schools that do nothing but harm black and brown children. Love said during a welcome webinar in October, and I quote, If you don't recognize that white supremacy is in everything we do, then we got a problem. There you go. I have to laugh because see, here's what's happening. Because we have gotten to the point where every dead gum thing on the planet has got some racial connotation undertones. It, it's it's been diluted to the point where no longer there's no longer an effective message. It's just it's done. Nobody cares because it's so absurd. It's so radical.
2: I heard it put into the, uh, the analogy of playing cards. It's kind of like if you're playing spades, but you've got a little stamp that you can just turn anything into a spade. Kind of makes the game unfair.
1: It, exactly right. So it's already in the tank before you ever start. And that's, that's what this is. In this nonsense, this indoctrination, it is proliferating American society. Every corner, every institution, virtually every major company, every public sector agency. It's just everywhere. All you have to do is look at the the recent educational conferences. That's all they're about. It's all all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. How to be anti-racist. There are parents that are reporting at the end of the school year because, in many parts of the country, school years just ended, and their parent, so-called parent-teacher conferences, the exit discussion, if you will, this discussion or this subject matter of race and racism and all that, it just consumed the discussion. It's all they talk about. Oh, well, your kid's really not doing very well, but we need to talk to you about (laughs) how to be an anti-racist. Gosh, it makes me concerned about the ill-preparedness possibility of our youth during these critical development period of their life when they just should be soaking up valuable information, educational content, traditional educational content that prepares one for a productive adult life, but instead we're so busy indoctrinating, we're so busy lecturing and preaching about how vile and evil America is, it's
2: just unbelievable. And so I'm not buying. The- well, even if you take away the the hot button issue of race, and you just look at it from a, a relatively unbiased perspective, this is a, a theory proposed as a as a thought problem for law school. All right, and they try to trickle that <clears throat> down all the way to kindergarten. What other highbrow ideas from law school? Can you trickle down to a kindergarten level? Can you break down habeas corpus for the kindergartners? (laughs) Can, Can you put jurisprudence in an ABC style song? Man, just let them be
1: kids. Good grief. You got plenty of time in your life to deal with conflict and stress and challenges. Why do we got to start that now? And there's even some of this group and this abolitionist group, they maintain that children of white parents, infants, as young as three months, become racist. Absolutely true. So you you got to get them when they're in pre-K. you got to start talking to them about it.
2: How the hell do you even measure that? I don't know. They somehow they're measuring how, like, they're... Oh, that baby said, goo goo gaga, That's racist. (laughs) It's just crazy. Look, folks,
1: they don't come out of the womb screwed up. Adults are screwing them up. Let them be kids. Good grief. Oh, man, there's this new movement called Hashtag Disrupt Texts. I shouldn't say it's new. It started in 2016. It's getting a lot more traction, and <laughs> the the, the uh, goal of this movement of this group is to really change the reimagine the textbooks and the assigned reading, and high on their list to eliminate is to kill a mockingbird. They. <laughs> Now, I don't see Atticus Finch as a problem,
2: but these idiots do. These idiots are suffering from terminal ignorance, because (laughs) if they'd actually read To Kill a Mockingbird, they would understand the whole point of the book is to teach you not to judge a book by its cover. Exactly right.
1: I mean, this, this was around before Dr. Martin Luther King, right? Let's, let's judge people by the content of their character. So this group says, he's a white savior who, quote, doesn't see the need to publicly disrupt the legal system. So again, it's not enough to be neutral. It's not enough to treat people equally. Regardless, or based on the content of their character, as Dr. Martin Luther King instructed us, regardless of their race, no. You have to give preferential treatment based on race. That is being an anti-racist. So that's what they're calling him out for. He was seeking equality. He was seeking equal treatment under the law. But they say, nope, wasn't an anti-racist. He's not a hero. He's not a hero. So you just wonder how many people, I, as a child, you read the book, even better, you watch Gregory Peck's amazing performance in the lead role, in the movie, black and white movie, I believe. How can you not watch that and I guess come away feeling good. This was noble work.
2: But if, if they're not okay with Atticus Finch, do they at least still consider Boo Radley a hero? <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. Well, you can't saved read the a book. kid's life. Exactly right. Totally right. Well, it, I guess it wasn't the right combination. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm I'm at a loss to even try to guess what the hell the end result goal is they're looking for. I honestly don't know. But I do believe this in my heart with 100% conviction that all of this stuff is making it worse. It's dividing us more. It's tainting young minds. I wouldn't be surprised. I hate to even say this because, God help us, I don't want this to happen. Please understand me here. I'm, I'm saying that I'm going to make this statement as a warning. One of these white kids is going to do something bad to themselves because their teachers and the educational system is going to keep telling them and bludgeoning them how bad you are and how bad your family is. That's bullying. That is a form of bullying from adults. Who are selfish. And stupid. And stupid. Ill informed. (laughs) Jolly. It's really disturbing. Get smart. (laughs) Reminds me of the Toto song 99. (laughs) That's just so great. We'll be right back with the final segment on the JT show. We hope you'll stay with us.
3: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 40% chance of rain today, mostly sunny, high near 91. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. 40% chance of rain for your Friday, mostly sunny, high near 92. And for your Saturday, much of the same, sunny skies, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
13: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash
6: COVID. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe.
0: Whether it's the perfect wine, a great whiskey, or a recipe for a cool cocktail, Colony Wine Market in Madison can fill all your beverage needs. We stock more than 1,700 wines and 150 whiskeys hand-selected by our staff from all over the world.
12: And just a few steps away, Colony Bistro and Wine Bar offers craft cocktails, an entire world of wines for tasting, and a terrific Southern European menu that has led Colony Bistro to be
13: named Best New Restaurant by the Clarion Ledger. Visit us in Colony Crossing and see what everyone is talking about about. The economy has put a lot of our plans for 2021 behind schedule. Back orders on building materials and appliances to finish the new home or remodel. And what about home security safes? You were planning to buy a Browning gun safe this year, but now shortages on all things gun related have you saying how do I get one? Well, Security joke Discount Gun Safe says I can get you a safe. He has teamed up with the Browning Safe Company to release an emergency shipment of specially priced safes. Arriving just in time for the July rush. Browning has limited quantities available but discount gun safe has 12 24 up to 65 gun capacity safes in stock and ready for in-home delivery with prices starting at just $6.99 we can all afford to protect our firearms and family valuables again visit the showroom of discount gun safe at 2636 old brandon road in pearl to see the largest selection of gun safes in mississippi or call 601-939-8233 that's 601-939-8233.
8: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, majesticmetalsinc.com.
4: I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. If you suspect human trafficking, report it to the national hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text 233-733.
14: For more information on how to spot the signs and where to report them, go to attorneygenerallenfitch.com. Be aware, be prepared, and be the solution.
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi 43.95 now here's more with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
1: I can see the camera at water level panning over the city of New York there. I guess, is that Brooklyn? In the, in the background? It's not Manhattan because you don't see the big Manhattan buildings, but what a great show. Barney Miller. Uh, this was a question earlier when we had Hank Burdine on. This is a DJ from Summit says, was this proposed highway part of the 1987 four-lane expansion of some highways. And we sent that, and Hank was good enough to reply, not in 87, but added in Vision 21 as part of the program federal and state dollars combined. So just wanted to pass that on. Also on the ceasefire text line, this from a teacher says, there are a few of us Mississippi teachers who still teach the foundations and will never prescribe to the crap they are trying to force on teachers and students. Bravo. Thank you, teacher. I can also affirm that to be the case with uh, uh, my beautiful daughter, who is a teacher, and as well. So, you know, gosh, it, I just—it's not really the school's responsibility, in my view, to to dive so deep and and so much into this just one-sided ideology. This is not helping. And in, in all of it is about dividing. See, you people over here of this race, well, you're the oppressors. And you over here, you're the victims. You just have to accept that. It's just, what is that accomplishing? It, it makes everybody look at everybody else in a way you don't want them to, which is different. The whole idea was we're all humans. That's what bonds us. That's what makes us the same. It's all should all be about our our character, as Dr. King said. Not the melanin content of our skin. I thought that was the whole idea. What am I missing? But they've hijacked it. And it's purely for selfish, political gain to a great extent. They, see, this is what's so interesting, and I'm going to throw this point out there. Leftists say that capitalists are selfish. And it's actually just the opposite. There is no more a selfish economic system in ideology than socialism. That is selfish. You bump that up to communism, that's selfish on steroids because the few people who run the show, they get everything and they hadn't earned it. They've done nothing to obtain those assets that wealth. Socialism is selfish because it says, you know, I really can't earn it legitimately and fairly in an open free market. Therefore, the government's just got to make me whole. They, they got to make me equal to the people who can. That is selfish. That is greed. That is coveting something which does not rightfully belong to you because you have not duly earned it. That is greed. Not trying to win every game. Not trying to make your company as profitable as it can be. Not trying to make yourself personally as wealthy as you can be. That ain't greed. When you start cheating to achieve it, lying, stealing, that's greed. When you do it legitimately and you are rewarded by the market, nope. That's called excellence. That's called success. But leftists say, no, no, no. You got too much. You're too successful. We got to pull you down. Sorry, Michael Jordan. We got to cut your legs off so others can compete with you. That's just, that's greed. That's selfish. Why? We got to call them out on it. And we will continue to do so. Because it's just lying. Right on before we go, what were you saying about Boo Radley?
2: Yeah, the reason I ask, they're upset with To Kill a Mockingbird, and they say Atticus Finch is not a hero, and I ask, well, would they consider Boo Radley a hero? Because Boo Radley saved a child's life. And I would, I'd love to pin one of these idiots down that thinks To Kill a Mockingbird is this mean, evil, racist book, because I can play their games. If you say Boo Radley's not a hero, then you're denigrating the differently abled. Totally agree. Agree.
1: I, I just don't get it, why to kill him Of course, there's a lot of stuff out there I don't get about how they figured out that this constitutes racism and so forth. Yeah, Thomas and Greenwood said a note, my wife did on the break, by the way. There's been a major Internet outage. It has been traced to a defect, a, a fault in Akamai and Oracle's systems, much of which power a lot of the content on the Internet. Uh, And it has since been resolved, but FedEx, Delta, McDonald's, some other big corporations were experienced an outage for a while, so that fault's been resolved. The good news is it wasn't due to some sort of nefarious hack and, and malicious activity. Glad to know that. So, uh, some folks said Andy Kaufman was on the dating game, Arnold Schwarzenegger, some other stars, I thought so. Carmen Electra on a new version of it. A lot of great discussion about that. Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Rhino and I are back. will be back with you tomorrow, right here in the same stadium.